this is the On the 50-Yard Line podcast for this week. After the second week of football, of high school football in the area, we look back at uh, what happened last week and what some of the big games coming up in the following week, which is going to be this Friday. Okay, so last week, Benedictine had their big trip down to down to Miami, Florida, where the cadet, it must have been the biggest road trip in school history as the cadets went down there to face Columbus of Miami. They walked away with a 41 to 15 loss, but I think this is going to help the cadets who are the defending state class 4A champions in the long run. They found out about some players that are going to be able to help in the future. Uh, Zaquan Bryan, who the Minnesota commit, great receiver and defensive back, had a touchdown touchdown pass or a touchdown catch from Luke Cromenhoek early in the game that tied it up at 7-7. Zaquan left the game with cramps late and didn't return. And Ack Edwards, the junior running back who ran really tough with 58 yards on 10 carries, he also was out late with what was thought to be cramps. Now that set the stage for Nasir Samuels, just a sophomore who hadn't hadn't seen much action at all. He came into the game and played very well, rushing for 82 yards on eight carries, showing some big playability with a 43-yard touchdown run in the fourth quarter. Also, Thomas Blackshear, who shined in that first game with a touchdown catch and 50 yards receiving in the 45-0 blowout over Jenkins, he had a great game in the uh, special teams as a kickoff returner. He had four kick returns for 168 yards and a touchdown. So, Benedictine, I expect him to bounce back big time this week. Cromenhoek uh, had his second start. He rushed for 49 yards at quarterback. I know he's getting chased around a lot by an excellent defense there for Columbus. So he had 49 yards on 12 carries and was 12 of 22 passings, passing for 120 yards with the and, a, and one touchdown and one interception. Look for BC to bounce back this week when they play Westminster, a quality team from 3A that's coming to Memorial Stadium, 7.30 p.m. kickoff Friday night. The Wildcats lost to Pace Academy 21-19 on Friday after beating Lovett 14-0 in their opener. BC retained its number one ranking among Class 4A teams by the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, who realized that this was a very, very tough test on the road for the cadets. Coming back after a bye week, it's going to be Calvary Day this week. After the 49-6 dominating win they had over Islands, now the Cavs were ranked number four by the AJC in 3A. They're coming up from Class 1A private this year. They're set to host Eagles Landing Christian, the number two team for two, from 2A. Eagles Landing Christian lost 37-14 to Blessed Trinity last week, a 6A power that's ranked number five in 6A. So that was a, a tough test for Eagles Landing, which has a star running back in Brandon Hood. He... He ran for 204 yards in that first game of the, in the first game of the season, a 50 to 49 win over Brentwood Academy of Tennessee. And the junior has offers from a, a number of schools, including Penn State, Michigan State, Georgia Tech. He runs behind a four star tackle in DJ Chester, 6'5", 300 pounder, who has offers, including Florida State and Auburn. So they, they got a pretty good run game. But Calgary will counter it with a strong defense. They got Troy Ford Jr. at at linebacker and then defensive tackle Terry Simmons up front. He's going to Duke and Ford is going to UCF. And Calgary's got a star-studded offense of their own led by Jake Merklinger, 
the four-star junior quarterback, and uh, Mike Smith, another four-star tight end, and Dupa Coleman, who has his offers include Florida State. So look for the Cavs to, this is going to be a big test in their home opener. And they'll have Jalen Scott on the anchor in that front line from the center. He's been overlooked because he's just 5'10 and 275. I guess the big-time uh, college recruiters are looking for someone 6'2 to get to send those offers out. But Jalen has a lot of offers from smaller schools, and he is very strong. And uh, we have a feature on him that's going up online on Wednesday. So make sure to check out that feature on Jalen Scott this week. Another team off to a great start is Liberty County, who's uh, who's playing in the in the memory of their coach who passed away over the summer. Um, the Panthers have been red hot. They, they started out with a 32 to 29 win over Southeast Bullock with Carlos Singleton hitting Ron Golden with a 27 yard scoring pass with in the final seconds of the game. And uh, they came back in, in a crosstown rivalry game against Bradwell and looked real strong again last week with uh, Singleton and Golden leading the way. Singleton, who's a junior quarterback, he completed 16 to 26 for 212 and with two scoring passes to uh, to Gold. And uh, Golden had two catches for 94 yards with the two touchdown passes and also threw a touchdown pass to his quarterback, Singleton, on a trick play. So it was a, a great game for Liberty County. And Nigeria Battle led the defense with nine tackles in that game or i'm sorry seven tackles including three for losses so they're looking good and they'll they have a week off before they play pierce county so they've been uh doing well they're trying to they're they have dedicated the season to kirk warner their coach who died of a rare cancer over over the summer coach warner had been there for 20 years and he was just the foundation of that program the former uga tight end meant so much to the team. Tony Glazer has taken over. He was an assistant under Coach Warner for 13 years, and he's got this team on the right track. Uh, they're a 3A team that's going to be playing in the same, in that Region 3-3A with Calvary Day, Savannah Christian, and some of the public schools here in Savannah, including Johnson. So for Liberty County to, to keep it going here, they're 2-0. We're going to, they got an off week before playing Pierce County on September 9th. Another uh, team that, that was in the uh, in the headlines this week was Jenkins, which bounced back after the 45 to nothing loss to Benedictine, which was marred by that crazy incident in the stands where a fight or something broke out and people thought there was a gun. People started pouring out of the stands at Memorial Stadium and caused the, that game to end with two minutes left in the first half. With Jenkins trailing 45 to nothing, they were just dominated in all phases of the game in their opener. But they bounced back this week and uh, came back to beat Bluffton 34 to 21, scoring 21 unanswered points in the final seven minutes to win that game. Coach Welch was looking for stronger play from his quarterback. He wasn't getting strong play there, even though the, the team is uh, focused on the run game. But he moved Troy Smith from tight end to quarterback at the end of the game. And that allowed him to put Tavion Gadsden, the defensive lineman who recently committed to Florida State, and his brother, Lorenzo Cohen, another defensive end or defensive lineman who has a power five offers. He, that allowed him to put those guys at tight end. And they just, that spurred the running game. 
and it was a real good game for as Joshua Pridgen. He ran for the senior who ran for over a thousand yards last year. He had 150 yards and a touchdown. And sophomore Jayon Albert ran for 180 yards and a score. Or two scores, I believe, for Jayon Albert. Albert had negative seven yards in that game against Benedictine and never had come close to a hundred yard game in his career. So that's a good uh good omen there for for Jenkins. See if they can keep that run game going. They're going to have a, a tough test as they're on the road in a non-region matchup this Friday against Class 7A uh, Richmond Hill. Kickoff set for 7:30 there. Savannah Christian improved to 2-0 with, with an impressive win over over Islands. They were ahead 55 to nothing at the half, and they won that game 69 to six. Coach Baker Woodward was talking about his offensive line. All all five are coming back, led by three seniors and Jeff Hudspeth. Jackson Mercer and Cole Burnson. They opened some big doors again for sophomore Zoe Smalls, who's emerged as one of the top playmakers in the area early in the season. Smalls scored four touchdowns and the opening win over Hilton Head Christian and followed up with four more against Islands. I think he had 136 yards on, on just five carries, four going for touchdowns in that Islands game. And senior Paul Zittrauer looked strong seven of nine passes for 178 yards. He hit David Boosie four times for 142 yards and a 36-yard touchdown. It's one of those. Boosie, the juniors, also played very well on defense with six tackles and a forced fumble. And sophomore defensive lineman Elijah Griffin, who we had a one of the top recruits in the nation. We had a feature on him last week that you need to check out. Elijah, who's a six foot five, 285 pound sophomore, had a sack among his five tackles, and Logan Brooking, I think he's a sophomore, is coming on strong. His father is the uh, former Atlanta Falcons linebacker who's an assistant coach for the Raiders. He led the team with seven tackles and had one and a half sacks. He was all over the backfield there. Uh, Savannah Christian, they have a week off and before they play Battery Creek, and that was supposed to be on the road. But that game will be at home as Battery Creek's new field isn't ready yet. One other school I wanted to give out a shout shout out to was uh, Bethesda, which went like one and eight last year. But Antoine Turner has them has turned them around this year uh, as they've won their first two games uh, this week. They won forty to twenty four with with their uh, Tristan Randall, who's just a junior. Their quarterback was six of nine for one hundred thirty five yards passing with four touchdowns. And he had nine tackles on defense. Three of those touchdown passes were to Jaleel Calhoun, who had three catches for the 43 yards and and the three touchdowns. And he also had a touchdown pass to to Caleb uh, Caleb Dillon. Corey Stafford, the sophomore running back, had a second straight 100-yard game. He went for 178 yards on 14 carries and scored two touchdowns. Again, that 40 it was a 40 to 24 win over John Paul II. So Bethesda, which is 2-0, already doubling their win total from last season. They will host Thomas Sumter in their first region game of the year. Um, that'll be at Daffin Park Friday night at, at 7.30 p.m.